So what does satisfaction and grief mean? And what does surrender have to do with that? In today's episode, we're going to talk about why surrender is important in grief and how it is the beginning of healing. Satisfaction is not contentment. It's deeper. And it's also dependent on you surrendering your pain, your tears, your current life to the one who created it. A simple process it is not, but it is incredibly important. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith, and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I want you to feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Romania, our spotlight country this week. And California has taken back the top spot with the most downloads. I want this to be a reminder that wherever you are, whatever country or state you're in, you are not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. We will be doing regular Grief to Great Day podcast episodes every other Thursday through the new year because the holidays are coming up and I've had requests for help and support through what can be the hardest time of the year when you're grieving. And if this is your first year without your person, it can be especially confusing because it'll make you feel like you haven't made any progress on top of what you're already going through. So we'll resume Purpose After Loss episodes after the first of the year, when you all are making your New Year's resolutions. Do y'all actually make those? (laughs) I've stopped. Anyway, I learned so much about grief after Monica died, but I learned more about myself than I ever knew. I learned that I was stronger than I imagined, that I was stubborn and more rebellious than I would ever have admitted. That stubbornness and rebellion came in the form of withholding true trust from the creator of the universe because I was initially very angry and I know it sounds backwards, but I was going to figure it out myself before I let God handle it. And that would show my mistrust of how he allowed Monica's pain and suffering. I worked so hard the first year to attain these weird arbitrary goals that I had created in terms of where I should be in my journey, and I surrendered very little of my heart, my fears, and my daily walk with the Lord. How could I trust him when he was the one who allowed this? How could I surrender the weight of my grief 
to the God who didn't reward Monica's crazy faith. Of all the ways for her to die, why did he allow her to proclaim her trust and faith and her every moment to the one who could have changed everything but didn't? As you can tell, I had not accepted God's sovereignty or plan. I had bumped into his sovereignty, but instead of accepting, I kept bumping into it. The weight of pain and the drastic change of your life after you lose your person, it's disorienting. So processing is absolutely necessary, but some people process quicker than I do because I like to think and overthink. I think for myself and I think for everyone else involved in a situation. It's so tiring, but it's a product of my childhood because it served me well when I was young, helping me to read people and more importantly, survive. Later in life, it helped me relate to people. But in grief, overthinking was not my friend because it kept me in charge of the process. It kept me in charge of my healing. And that's not how it works. I kept rehearsing what Monica went through as she was literally writhing in pain and then thanking God for what he was doing in her life. Her faith was so real and so tangible that it really filled her with love and gratitude in the worst moments of her life. So why wasn't God doing that for me? I finally realized that I wasn't fully trusting him with my pain, with my questions, and with my healing as Monica had. I hadn't surrendered to his plan for my life because I still wanted my old life back. I had gone after God in praying and reading and rising, but it was to find the formula for freedom that I thought Monica had found. All that praying, reading, and rising in the beginning that I did was more religion. But he also used that because it was planting seeds. You know God's word has power. His word has faith and restoration and healing and purpose. The formula for freedom from the weight of grief is surrendering to his will. Not because the Bible says so. Not because the last sermon you heard was so good and it moved you emotionally. It is just simply trusting in his sovereignty enough that you give him your burdens without taking them back the next day. Our word for the week is Job 42, 1 through 3. Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is that that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. The praying, reading, and rising is about strengthening your relationship with God to build that trust in his character to the point that you surrender what has happened, you surrender your pain and your future to what God has for you. He has things too wonderful for you to know. When you get to that place of surrender, the word satisfaction is far greater and more wonderful than you expected. See, it's not glimpses of peace, but it is a deep knowing. It is smiling with guilt, but smiling anyway. It is not waiting to feel brave to do brave things. It is the beginning of real healing, and it is exciting. 
You'll have glimpses of it at first, but if you have a glimpse of something, then something bigger is coming. Because where there's smoke, there's fire, and the glimpse is the smoke before the large flames. So all you got to do is surrender. <laughs> Wasn't that easy? I know firsthand it is not easy, but I also know firsthand that it is easier when you surrender. I had to get past myself, my control, my expectations of life and of God's plan and allow God to have it. That's not always easy, especially when things are hard and much harder when you're grieving. Surrendering to God and his will is not saying that you agree with your loss and current life. It is saying that you accept his plan for your life over what you think it can be. It is saying, I trust you, God, even though I don't understand. Let me tell you, life can be so much better than you ever imagined when you let God take the lead. Your journey work or the work of your journey for this week are to pray, read, and rise. Pray specifically for what you need. I remember I started praying, God, help me want to read your word. Help me need it like I need air. Because before Monica died, I would judge myself on how much I read the Bible or prayed. It was a task on a checklist. So I wanted something real now. I wanted something real enough to take me higher than my circumstances. That was number one. Number two, pray, read, and rise. Yeah, I said it again. It's important. Do it. Do it if you don't feel like it because you're going to be planting seeds that have no other option but to grow because God's word is powerful and it has life for your weary soul. Lastly, I wanted to share an update on last week's episode. We talked about when to go through or let go of your loved one's possessions. It ironically coincided with the Grief Share Group's topic this past week at my church. Thank you for the comments on that episode because so many of you are struggling with this right now. And I want to share that again to let you know that you're not going through these things alone. It's so personal, though, that you get to decide when it's right for you. No one else. That being said, I was reminded on the Grief Share video that when you do decide to do it, it will be incredibly difficult. One of the hardest things you're going to face right now, but it will bring healing. So at your pace, but remember in the big picture, it is a helpful process. And if you feel like you are moving at a turtle's pace, remember, I started small, found homes for things, donated other things. I visited some of Monica's possessions at other people's houses, and it was a process of years not weeks or months. Now, here are some other options to help you move forward. Join the private Facebook group. If you want to be a part of an amazing group of faith-filled women walking out the hardest journey of their lives, this is the group to join. They are honest and they hurt, but they keep taking these steps and it is amazing. They are warriors. You can also purchase the What to Do After the Loss of a Loved One workshop. This is going to be your compass and it's going to help guide your steps towards healing. 
think about getting this especially near the holidays. It's broken into four sections like a mini support program, but it gives you direction and action steps to take. If you feel stuck and want to talk out the next best steps, then schedule an individual grief coaching session. If you don't have a home church, visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. Links to everything you need are in the show notes. In the meantime, remember who holds your future. He is also the one that created it. And keep on coming back to the house, keep sitting on the couch, and keep taking steps, however small or slow, towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.